This is a parental guidance moment. Welcome back to the Sunday service, the home of the hostile gospel. Thank you for tuning in. Another week fucking down, another week down. Oi, shout out to the disciples out there listening in the USA. Uh, There's people in Texas and there's people in Illinois, and you guys are fucking sick cunts. And in Australia, that's the highest compliment you can give someone, is to call them a sick cunt or a mad cunt. So thanks for tuning in in the USA. Uh, Like I said, another week down. I've got no idea how many weeks in lockdown but believe that my morale is good. My morale is great because I've got a special guest. One of my friends from my hometown, a great comedian, uh, is joining me. Taylor Coftry, thank you for coming on board, brother. Uh, thanks for having me, mate. What's going on? How you doing? Fuck. Dude, just, tr- I'd say thriving and surviving, but just trying to fucking get through the monotony of, like, not really being able to fucking leave the house. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm pretty much the exact same, hey, like, you know, you had, at the start, I think I was doing well, you know, I, like, made sure I had a little routine going, but at least, like, how I start the day, and then, like, now it's just, like, what day is it, bro? Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Dude, I... You know, all days are the same fucking day. It's been, it's been the same day for three days, you know what I mean? Bro, I feel like that, but for... For literal weeks. And, like, I've had to do, like, monthly reports for my work. And I'm like, fuck, I've got no idea what... What has even happened this month, dude? It's um, it's cr- it's crazy when, like, doing something that you never enjoyed doing all of a sudden becomes, like, entertaining. I went to... Yeah. I went to Officeworks today just to grab some shit for, uh, for the home office that I've got setting up, setting up there. And, uh... Dude, there was a fucking security guard there. And, like, he made me sign in, like... It it just made me think, like, what has happened here? Like, who was causing that much of a ruckus at Officeworks where management got together and they're like, dude, you know what? We need to get a security guard in here to stop this from happening again. Yeah, it was probably some white woman blowing off some steam. (laughs) Just a cat. That's what it it is, man. COVID has given people the license to just fucking lose their shit. At anyone? Yeah, to just fly off the handle at someone. Like, all this tense up. Like, you think of a lot of how many, like, families are locked downing together? Oh, dude. No, dude. No (laughs) fucking way, cunt. Absolutely not. Bro, imagine being, like... 16, locked down with your parents. <laughs> oh, you know what? I probably would have already been a statistic. Me at 16, <laughs> dude, getting fucking, having to go through like a six, seven, eight week strict lockdown with my family, man. No way. Yeah, it'd be, no. it'd be UFC every weekend or every three days, like you and your dad would be punching on, you and your siblings would be going after it. It wouldn't be a safe household to live in. I I would just be that guy from fucking um 
West of Sydney who just went AWOL and just went all around <laughs> and was like the country's most wanted person because he was sick. Yeah, he was like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not staying locked down. I'm doing what the fuck I want. The funny thing about the, um, the security guard there today, and like, dude, maybe this is profiling, but for me, if, if you're a security guard, you need to tick a few boxes. And one of those things for me is you need to be physically intimidating. He yeah. looks like he was an Uber driver and looks like he did customer service at, at Telstra. You know what I mean? Like he, I just like, I walked in and I was just like, with the greatest respect, Sanjay, if I wanted to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do in here, I don't think you'd do anything to stop me. Yeah. It's, you've got to have a bit of like chest and shoulders about you if you're, if you're going to be a, a security guard, I reckon. I, I want to see one visible tattoo. You know, like, yeah. And why are we like, why are security guards dressed in like fucking suits and shit? Do you know what I mean? It's like, who are you fucking security for? The government? Like, James Bond cunt? Like, <laughs> you're protecting fucking Sharpies and notepads, bud. Like, fucking tone it down, cunt. Yeah, no, it's a little bit wild, huh? I feel like they're wildly unqualified for that job. And, I, f- you know, I can't throw rocks because I have had jobs that I've been wildly unqualified to do. And- All of my... I'm what have been wildly unqualified to do. And I tell you what, I think what we've got in common is we like I'm definitely undiagnosed ADD, and I don't know whether you've been like properly diagnosed or not. But you're not so far. I'm on my way to like getting the diagnosis. Oh, dude, it's something that I've been prolonging. <laughs> like I feel yeah. like I need to do it, but because there's times at work where I just literally just fade off and just stop paying attention. I worked at a hospital where I was wildly unqualified to be working at a hospital. Like there was times, bro, where I was required to give people CPR. Do you know how fucking crazy that is? Like, can you imagine being on death's door and fucking in I come to fucking save your life? You're like, I'm checking out boys. Like it was, it was a good run. Yeah. Sometimes your numbers just up. Yeah. And when fucking Bradley Bishop is the person assigned to either bring you back from death's door or not, you know, it's a fucking it's a roll of the dice. Yeah, it's just time to fucking check out, dude. The um the fun like the most ironic thing was like when we got taught CPR and I don't know if they're still doing it now, but they're like, it's important to keep a beat in your head that you can kind of go to because the situation mm-hmm. will get intense when you're looking at someone who's potentially dying and it's up to you to, you know, give CPR at the right depth and rhythm to keep that person, to simulate that heartbeat and keep him alive. And the song that they gave us, dude, was Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. You yeah, know? that's what I was taught too. <laughs> I was like, you're taking the piss out. You can't like. How ironic is how ironic is that? Yeah, is it is it with that or row your boat? Mm. Like row, row, row your boat. That type of shit. First of all, I'm not singing nursery rhymes when I'm in it bringing someone back from <laughs> the dead. You know what I mean? The reaper's got one hand on their shoulder. I'm not fucking doing nursery rhymes. Yeah, exactly. They go, come on, come on, come on, come on, please, please, fuck, fuck, fuck. Nah, he's out. Call it. Yeah, that was like exact same for me, man. Because like they're like just sing the "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees, 
And I know like the staying alive, but there's a little part before that that I've got no idea what that guy was saying. And my ADD brain has given this person CPR and I'm like, I wonder what they were saying like during that moment before staying alive. It says there's something like there's like there's something to do with a brother. And I think it's like whether you're a brother or white, just make sure that you're staying alive, which is it's great advice as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure all the brothers out there appreciate, appreciate All of that shit's all bullshit anyway, man, because I was a lifeguard for seven years and I had to do my CPR, CPR course every year. And like literally every single time we did it, they just said, hey, forget about what you learned last year because it was all wrong. <laughs> this is a new way to do it. And you're like, all right, cool, dude. And then 12 months later, they're like, hey, Forget all that other shit because this is actually how you do it. It's just like, do you guys even know? Yeah, yeah it's like. Does CPR even work or do some people just not quite dead yet and their fucking body is just having like an involuntary like, get off my chest, cunt. <laughs> Dude, like the acronym I swear changed every second year as well. It's like, yeah, it's the ABC. And it's like, no, it's Dr. ABC. It's like, fuck. And then it's the with an S, and then there's doctors A, B, C, D. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like the fucking LGBT community. You can't just <laughs> make that up Stop at this it. point. Stop adding letters. You're fucking just confusing us. Yeah. How about just fucking keep it at the fucking the first three, and then we'll fucking deal with the rest of the shit later. Dude, I just got a theory they should call themselves bent. You know, like if we're, if if people are straight, and whatever you are that's not straight, you're just bent. Like, I just feel like yeah. it's just an easier easier way for people to remember everything without people getting offended because it's like, sorry, I missed six letters and an exclamation mark or some shit on your acronym, bro. Yeah. Did you see wild shit when you were working at the um, at the pool? Any, like, did anyone ever have to save anyone? Yeah, I had to do, um, like, a spinal when someone dived in the shallow end of the pool. Oh, fuck. Like, and yet we had to like get in and like slide. You got to slide in and like wade your way over real like careful. Otherwise, like they say, like the ripples in the water can like break someone's spine if they already have a spinal injury. But like when they're underwater, it's just like yeah, they they're fucked anyway. Can't like they're just, <laughs> I just saw them scorpion themselves in two foot of water. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, sorry if I fucking bottle the water a little bit, mate. Yeah, he was a dumb cunt who swan dived into the baby pool. Yeah, but you got to like be so careful. It takes like four of you, and it actually takes so long to get everything right. Like put the neck brace on and the backboard, and wait for the paramedics to come. And then once they come, you basically just get to just dust your hands and be like, right, that's me done. Yeah, that's that's my fifteen fifty well earned. Did you get like? Do you? Because dude, my my lung capacity is shit. Like, I could not hold my breath for more than 10 seconds. So if I was in that situation, I'd just be like, boys, pack her up. He's done. He's done and dusted. I can't jump in there and fucking hold my breath for that long and on some Baywatch shit and put this guy in a fucking stretcher and get him out of there. Do they give you breathing apparatuses or you just rot? No, because you, you get him to the surface of the water. How contradictory is that where it's like, yeah, just jump in there and pull him to the surface, but then the wave of the ripple can break their back. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. It's like you just get to the course every year and you just like, you guys are making it up. You don't know. <laughs> Dude, we, um, 
I was trying to think like before of just wild stuff that I had seen at at uh at the hospital. You'd be surprised, dude, how many people just stick random things inside their bodies to please themselves sexually. Mm-hmm. And if that's how you roll, dude, all power to you. But a little bit of free advice from me: Why w- wouldn't you make sure that it's something you could get out of your body? I yeah, I mean, I think I would probably have. I'll put a little bit of thought in what I was going to be putting into my ass. Um, <laughs> I don't want anything. I don't want anything hollow that could potentially crumble or collapse or snap. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we always saw that fucking one man, one jar video when we're all in fucking uh, recess in year six and then had to just go on with your life. Like, yeah. none of that ever happened. <laughs> There's weird cuts like, out there that would do that. One guy came in, bro, with a golf ball stuck up his ass. And I was, I was like, what the fuck? Like, and the funniest thing was, he like, his dad worked at the hospital. <laughs> so he's just like, no, dad, I... What happened was I was um, cleaning golf balls in my room and then I decided to have a shower and um, I I stepped and slipped and I was already naked because I was going into the shower and that golf ball just went straight up my asshole. (laughs) It's like, dude, no one is believing that excuse. Dude, I would be way more disappointed in my son's attempt at an excuse than what he actually did if that was what he said to me. You're going to fag it out with golf balls. I don't really care. But <laughs> don't, don't insult my intelligence. Yeah, and don't waste a good tideless ball like that as well, you know what I mean? Like at least get one from the driving range, like one of those bright yellow bad boys that has no value. Use a $35 fucking tool ball on your asshole, you selfish little cunt. But be smart about it, mate. Tie it to the end of a string, for fuck's sake. Yeah, dude, like, well, just don't use a golf Pick ball. Use out. anything else but a golf ball. This is what I'm saying, man. I put so much more thought into if I was going to start getting into putting things in my butthole. Like, <laughs> I just have so much more thought, like, what's my insertion plan? I need to have a fucking escape plan, an emergency plan, like, Who's my contact first? I'm not going to the hospital first. I'm a man. Yeah, oh, dude. You know that, what I mean? Yeah. Do you know how we have shit going wrong in our bodies before we go to a doctor? I'll have a golf ball up my asshole for two months before I go see a GP about <laughs> I've, I haven't shat in three weeks. It's <laughs> <Dude. laughs> <laughs> all blocked up in there. Yeah, it's just building. I'm bulimic now because I haven't eaten so up because I only have one end. Yeah, <laughs> only one hole works. Um, yeah, but bro, the best the best one was um, so some some guy had came in and he had a fork jammed down his dick hole, and wow. like when when I first heard this, you know how you hear like hears like my dick like shriveled up and went like ping a dick and went like internal and just like hid in me. And truthfully, I think part of it still is hidden. And it. Like, when you just said it, then my urethra pocket. Yeah, oh, dude. My pee hole got, like, got smaller when it heard that. It was like, no way, dude. The. Um, like. Me, 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 me. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> my dick hole, dude. Yeah. Me, 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 me. <laughs> just, 
it just, yeah, did it like it quivered? It like it, <laughs> <laughs> your dickhole gets scared when it hears about other dickhole trauma. <laughs> this the best thing was this guy was bro. This guy was seventy years old. Mm, yeah. To like fucking chasing the dopamine. That's what he's doing. He's fucking. He's done so much more stuff that he's just. He's doing. He's just whatever he can to feel something now. Oh, dude, he's like he's at the age where he's pretty much got dementia and forgot how to wank. (laughs) Like, how many things do you have to land on before you go? Yep, fork in the tip of my dick. (laughs) That's what I was thinking because I was like, he's obviously got through every category on Pornhub. Oh, he's seen like every, all the stuff he got away with doing to himself. Yeah, but I tell you what I thought about <clears throat> is imagine like his daughter calling the grandson and just being like, honey, do you have a few minutes? And he'd be like, yeah, what's going on? She's like, oh, it's, it's grandpa. And like, oh, no, is he okay? She's like, yeah, yeah, he, he, he's fine. He's just, he's in hospital. Oh, my God, like, <laughs> did he did he have a fall? No, he didn't. Have, oh, it's like heart failure, like a stroke. No, no, he like what? <laughs> what happened to Grandpa? It's like he 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 just stuck a fork in his dick hole to get some sexual gratification. Like <laughs> he's in surgery at the moment. He's gonna get it out. He's gonna be fine. Just imagine going and seeing your grandpa in hospital. And they're like, well, "Fucking, that was a doozy, mate. What's going on there?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what would be even more crazy? If you just like, if you're, say, like a dude and you're, you just hear your wife, like her, um, in the kitchen and she's like trying to find the keys. She like, picks up the keys and puts her coat on and is like walking to the door. And you're like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, grandpa again. <laughs> what is it? And this he's time? like, all right, well, let me know if you need a hand. And then just fucking, she just walks off. You're like, what was it this time? Oh. Fork in the dick. Fork in the dick. Life is getting creative now. <laughs> Mom, what's wrong with Grandpa? I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. Grandpa's just getting more and more loose. Like the older you gets. not putting it out. <laughs> your nan's being a frigid bitch again. Nan's morts run dry, <laughs> It happens any time keep fucking sexual vitality throughout your whole life, man. Sometimes, look, man, some people got to put a, you know, bit of silverware in your urethra. <laughs> Dude. Get it, get it puckering, lad. The fucking... Bro, imagine trying to piss after that. That would suck as well. Your piss would just go, go everywhere. <laughs> the, um... The oldies were the biggest freaks, though, dude. Like on the dementia ward, I think mm-hmm. I, I think I may have even told you this story one day, perhaps, of the old lady who was just had dementia, like you wouldn't believe, and would ask, like, "Is my husband coming in today?" And she'd ask like every day, and the nurses would just kind of lie and be like, "Oh, we actually heard from um, Harry; he's not coming in." He's got caught up, but he'll be in tomorrow. And that kind of just made her feel like, oh, all right, that's all good. And every time she'd ask, that's what we'd just tell her. And her husband mm. had died and she'd forgotten about it, but still 
vaguely remembered him. And she didn't shit for like three days. And when you're like 90 years old, that's it's almost fatal. So one day the doctor's like, yeah, we're going to have to do an enema to make sure that there's no blockages up there and then see what's the next steps. And I was like, all right. So we had to roll this old lady onto her side while the doctor's chucked on these plastic gloves and lubed up his finger and then just slipped the old didge in to make sure there was no blockages. And when she did, she's like, oh, Harry, is that you? Do you know how hard it is to stay professional when, you know, that's what that old lady's thinking? She's thinking that she's yep. copping a didge from her dead, dead husband. Yeah, like that is such a strong memory in her brain that it turned her back on life. It flicked <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if she just started remembering like all these memories and her kids and all this stuff starts flooding back? Or because after the first time since her husband died, she, she had a finger in the hot by heart. <laughs> Dude, this doctor's winning Nobel <laughs> Nobel prizes and shit. Cure to dementia is actually triggering your most like vivid sexual memory. <laughs> And it's different for everyone. It's like the Da Vinci Code of like <laughs> dementia is like finding out what was like the main crazy thing that like turned you on or that got you off throughout the years. Okay. But we need to get out in these nursing homes and start butt fingering old people <laughs> <laughs> to just go out. Instead of giving out COVID vaccine jabs, we start giving out jabs of a different kind, mate. Yeah, that's it. Me, you, and John Hopawati could just go out there and just be like, look, it's not because we want to do it. It's just for the greater good of the community. So, Oh, man, he was just before his time. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. Yeah. He was, actually... he was curing the CTE and dementia that he knew all of those rugby league players would eventually have. A hundred percent. John, John Hopawati is a prophet, and we're not worthy to walk the same earth as him. He's actually a hero. <laughs> He's a fucking... Fair funny cut, <laughs> old John Hopper. This guy is talking absolute dribble. I was at the um, at the grog shop before buying a few beverages, nice. so, so we could have a little beer later on for the beer breakdown. And I tell you what, like, has just become insanely popular is those hard seltzers. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Like a vodka lime and soda, and you've just changed the name to a hard seltzer. There's nothing mm-hmm. hard about drinking that, dude. I just want to know your thoughts. <laughs> like, I got I got unnecessarily angry when I read that they're calling it a hard seltzer. But yeah, I just, man, what, what are we doing here, you know? Like, what are we doing here? Mate. Just keep it how it is and just be okay with drinking it. And we're trying to, like, rebrand all this different stuff. Like, if you're going to be a weak man, just be a weak man. If you're a chick, it doesn't matter. You're a chick. Don't try and brand, rebrand stuff, you know. Just be okay with the fact that you're less of a male than me. Yeah, and, like, not everyone can be an alpha. Like, I know I'm not an alpha. Like, listen to my voice. I'm, dude, I've got estrogen flowing through my body, dude. But I know the role, yeah. brah. You know, my thin wrists can put up with that. Yeah, I mean... I, was, I don't know if I can really say it. I'm not even really drinking. You're not drinking at all? No, nah, I'm smoking, but... Whoop. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, that's... Back, 
I want to, I want a year off to prove to myself that I could go a year without the without the good stuff, without God's lettuce. Yep. And um, I did that, and I proved it to myself, and then now I know that I don't ever have to do that again. Yeah, that's way too long. And I, yeah, I have that in the back pocket. I can take it out and be like, you know, my will, my will is strong. I went a, a year without bud, by like without being forced to by the government. Yeah. And you know what? And now I'm I'm a fucking winner. So now I get to just dive back into it, man. And especially being in lockdown, man, it is. Been great, dude. I would three hours of Fear Factor, like old school Joe Rogan Fear Factor. Old school Joe Rogan Fear Factor, man, and it was excellent. Fuck yeah, dude! How funny is it that can't got COVID as well? Well, not like not funny, but he got COVID and then beat it in three days. Yeah, he did. And like, what are your thoughts on that, man? Because people are like really like coming at him hard for that type of shit, and especially like um a certain medicine that ended up being, it's like a, oh, it's Ivan, used like Ivermectin. a horse, Ivermectin, yeah. yeah. It's used as a horse thing, but like, yeah, but it's also used as a human thing too. Yeah. Like, it can be used for two different things. It's like ketamine, and people are just like going at it. Yeah. Like you, got, you can't snort ketamine on the weekends. That's, that's used for fucking horse treatment. Now all of a sudden, like, you're, you're throwing shade at that horse medicine. Dude, I t- tell you what I think it was, is that COVID entered Joe Rogan's body and there was so much weed, testosterone, DMT, vitamin A, B, C, D, all the way to fucking Z, that COVID entered Joe Rogan and then COVID was like, Phew. and then COVID got sick and then just bounced, dude. Like, COVID was just like, we fucked up. We picked the wrong motherfucker. Um, yeah, I mean, he, COVID went into Joe Rogan and he's just, an extremely fit and healthy dude already. So you know COVID's not even really going to do anything. And then he just pumped himself full of, like, all the best vitamins and stuff that money can buy because he has a lot of money. And yeah. then in three days, he just was beat COVID. And then it's like people were, it's like people were mad that he didn't die. Yeah, and, like, I think because he has that, you know, that standpoint, because he wasn't vaccinated. And he's like, yep, I'm not planning on getting vaccinated. I exercise daily, blah, blah, blah. It didn't kind of fit the team that some of the other people were on. Like, so they were like, oh, if you're not on But I'm team. pretty sure he is vaccinated. No, he wasn't. Because he has to go do shows. I think you just needed to give a negative test result for, to go and do that. Because I saw, I saw another thing online where... It was like Joe Rogan unvaccinated um, that takes all these other kind of supplements and alternative stuff, um, beats COVID in three days, and Oscar De La Hoya, who has had both vaccination doses, gets COVID and is in hospital, like, completely fucking wrecked. Just one of those things where it's just like, can how about everyone just acknowledge, can everyone just be real and realise that we don't, no one knows. Yeah. Okay, no one knows anything. You don't know what is in fucking Fanta and you still drink it. You know what I mean? Like, don't act like we don't all fucking eat and drink and smoke ourselves to death. And, you know, that you really care about what's going into your body and then be like, no, I don't want to have a vaccine. Like, there are some people who are, like, posting shit about 
they won't have a vaccine. But I know that they've like shelved pingers. You know what I mean? Dude, I, like I was going to say that. They're lines of toilet seats in nightclubs. And then they're like, I don't know, it's in that needle bar. Yeah. You don't know what's in anything, you dumb fuck. Yeah. I know some chick who used to who like used to go to festivals all the time would just be off her guts, just eating pingers, fucking chewing her eyebrows, having having a good old time as you do at festivals. And yeah, now she's all of a sudden just giving like advice for people of what they should be putting in their bodies and I was like, You've you got Botox in like what you've got lip injections. Like what's in your lip injections? You know what I mean? Like you got fucking fake hair, fake titties, lip injections, and like you used to, and I like I know you've done coke, and I know you used to eat pingers flat stick. Oi, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. What percentage of people do you reckon would change their tune about vaccinations if you knew that if you went and got a vaccine, you got high? Oh, dude. Uh, like you. The vaccine felt like an MDMA cap, and we all knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the government was, like, full-on for free, like, telling you, like, please go and get this MDMA jab and have a, have an awesome, you know, three to possibly six hours on us yeah, for your oh. health. <laughs> How many people... Would be have changed their fucking tune a little bit Dude, because they're looking for some dopamine and escapism because they're all fucking got depression and shit. If the vaccine was like Red Stars, people would be changing their name legally to get an extra dose. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd be faking it, getting like eight doses. Why do you have eight bitches on your arm? <laughs> fucking healthy, bro. Yeah, just can't get enough. The um. I, I thought of another idea is maybe they could have made it powder form and just started mixing it in with the bags. So when people are out mm-hmm. there like just doing rack and doing whatever, they're actually getting vaccinated and high at the same time as well. So kind of on a little bit of a uh, similar thought process there. Bro, I tell you what I miss, what I fucking, yeah, <laughs> what I what I miss was the other day like I was um, just, I was working and the light in my garage was just, like, flickering. And I was like, fucking hell, I'm going to have a seizure here, cunt. And then I was like, feels like I'm at a festival, bro. And then I just remembered how fucking fun festivals were. Like, I don't know if you were much of a festival kid growing up, were you? I get the feeling you would have went to the heavy metal one or the metal one. What was that called? Yeah, I went to Soundwave a few times. But That's I also right. went, yeah. I only went to the other ones because you would just go with a whole bunch of mates and I I wouldn't know a single person on the lineup, but it didn't matter to me. I was there to just take take drugs and drink. Yeah, 100%. But like, I, so I was, think, I was thinking like, remember the feeling of waking up and it was festival morning and you're like, oh, yeah. dude, like, yeah. festival morning, man. Like your balls got like a little tingle in them and you're like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe that's an STI from partying last night. Like, maybe that's excitement. I, I don't know, dude, but I'm fucking G'd up right now. Crack your first beer at, like, 9 a.m. Oh, dude. And if, like, I tell you what was the most essential thing of the day that no one ever talked about, just making sure you shit before you leave. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Try and get as much physically out of you as you can before you go in there because you do not want to be hitting the cubicles because 
by the time you get there, they've already been destroyed. Oh. <laughs> Everything on hook. So there's going to be shit everywhere not in the bowl by the time that you need shit. This, and, like, the, the festivals that just make, like, um, they just have all cubicles there, so it was not, like, males and females. It was just a fucking free-for-all. So you'd go in, cunts are just pissed all over the floor. There's ripped-up saddie bags just fucking everywhere, and you're like, this is a, this is a nightmare. Yeah. You got, like, a half flush shit with, like, a tampon wrapper sticking out of it. <laughs> Dude, one of my one of my friends, she she used to love, like, when all her gear was kicking in, she used to love just get, grabbing a boyfriend and going and getting fucked, <laughs> like, mid-festival. And we just, like, look around. It's like, where's she going? She's like, ah, oh, like, you know, we're all feeling pretty good right now. And then, like, her and her boyfriend come back. And he's just, like, a disheveled, disheveled man. He's like, dude, he's like, this is the worst. He's like, it's fucking ball-breaking. He's like, trying to fuck on Pingadick is hard enough as it is. And he's just like trying to get it up where you've both walked into a fucking cubicle that smells like piss and there's fucking shit and stuff everywhere and he's just like, it's just a nightmare. And he's like, and then all I want to do is just bust so I can get back to partying. But he's like, because i got ping-a-dick and nothing, nothing's working. I was like, oh, mate, yeah. what a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that sucks, dude. That sucks, dude. I, I know you mean it. I really, actually do miss, like, a big festival and shit. It's weird to think that, like, um, because of COVID, right? Like the future that we imagined would be is just never actually going to be. Like what you imagined the future would be like, say a couple of years ago, it's just whatever you were imagining then, it's never going to be that. Dude, I went to America. It's be on some different shit. I went to America in 2015 and like weed was basically legal pretty much everywhere there like with the exception of a few crazy red states and i was just like oh like it wasn't abnormal for you to walk down the street and just smell people smoking weed and no one was freaking out and it was it was tenfold of that in canada and i was like oh okay so like in five years like in 2020 like weed's gonna be legal in australia and people are gonna be chilling out and the reality was some cunt ate a bat, dude, and nothing, none of that's happened. There's no fucking anything that's gotten more strict. People should be fucking hanging out and chilling and smoking buds, but they're not. Well, they are. I'm doing that just <laughs> locked in my house. Yeah, that's fair, but you, can, like, you, can't do it, you can't do it legally. You can't just like, you know, I'm in Newcastle. I can't go and do that shit. you gotta try. Yeah. you got to try. Find, well, I suppose cameras decriminalized thanks to Ricky Stewart, but... Um, yeah, you were half right, you know, it's just that the other half was that the government won't let me go to work. Mm. The, the, the government is keeping me inside my house and for the, exercise for one hour or <laughs> go to Woolworths and buy groceries. Yeah, and here's the thing, dude, if you're going to lock us in our house, just make weed legal. Oh, yeah, but dude, I don't even know what I'll be doing if I wasn't able to be smoking weed. I'll tell you this right now. I don't think that horse ever got punched in the face if weed was legal. Probably not, man. No. They're, uh, all those people probably wouldn't be raging like they, like they are. Yeah. But like, fucking protesting, bro. Is there anything that you definitely just know that you can't do than protest? Oh, it's a fucking... Yeah, I feel like it's a waste of time. 
to go and do I just it. couldn't do it, man. There's so many things that have to happen before I even get to the protest that my brain would just automatically be like, Taylor, what are we doing here? Yeah, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> Bro, make a sign. Yeah. <laughs> make a sign at your kitchen table, dude. Get all your little arts and crafts out and, like, make a sign. Yeah, you're not doing that, dude. No. No. you got to buy stuff for the sign. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things to do before you get to standing in the street with a whole bunch of people that agree with you, which is all protest stuff. Yeah. I'm not, first, what, I'm, what I'm really trying to say is that there's no way that I'm ever protesting peacefully. Yeah, dude, you're throwing some hands. Like, if I'm going, if I'm going to leave my house, guys, house, buddy, if I'm going to leave my house, dude, because something in the society is not going the way I want it to go, I'm going to riot. Someone's getting punched or something. Yeah, I'm going to throw something out of copper. I might punch a, a <laughs> copper on a horse. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, sometimes you look at a horse dead in the eye and it gives you that stank eye and you're like, I'm fucking eat you, cunt. Yeah, bro. I'm not walking around in the street with a whole bunch of people who are like, yeah, we're right. <laughs> and then fucking know- and then sing, sing little chants chant like, when do we want it? Fucking now. With <laughs> we, my little sign, bro. No way, dude. The government. <laughs> you're, you're a cuck. Yeah, dude. You're a flat out cuck, dude. You're straight up cuck. Grow up. <laughs> we don't like these rules. Yeah. The government. The fucking government. <laughs> Do you have an email address? Well, then it's over, dude. It's yeah. over. They have everything. 100%. Fucking, just chill out and live your life, man. All these people who are, like, thinking about, like, um, they're going on about, like, the passport vaccination and, like, you're going to have to, you got to check in. Like, the government's taking over. It's like, bro, it's already done, man. Yeah, they got you. It's already done. We're, we're in it. We're in the system, you know. Well, oh, next thing you know, they're going to make us have these little, little square cards to say whether or not we can drive cars or not. Or we've got to, what, what's next? They're going to give us these little identification books. When we want to fly overseas, like yeah, bro, it's over, man. Think about it. Yeah, it's done and dusted, man. I yeah. feel like it's, it's. As you can tell, bro, lockdown has done my mental health well. Yeah, dude, it's doing good for you. We're, it's. I feel like we're way too far down that road, though, for the, like for people to realize that it just can't. You can't turn it around. It feels like. It's just. Yeah. So just chill out. Get vaccinated so that you can go to the fucking pub again. Oh, how good's the pub? Fucking. Dude, it would, a tale would, fuck, it would be nice to just sit down and hear the crack of some pool going on in the background and like three or four flat screens just white noising about the races in the fucking distance and then just have a sip. Of a fucking screen. Fuck. Should we have? Should we crack those beers that I that we've bought, that we've bought? Sure. 
we've got a little creatures pale ale, and this the reason, like I know this isn't a very exciting beer to fucking talk about, because it's been around for a few years. It's like a staple of Australian crafties before the craft beer kind of took off. But on Jimmy Brings, this was one of the only options that I could get delivered to you, and that was at my local grog shop. So. Cheers to you, Kant. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Did you pour yours in a glass or are you just raw dogging it from the um, bottle? No, nah, I'm just raw dogging it, man. You would. It's I actually, would. It's actually um, not too bad. What What is your favourite kind of beer to drink? Like if you had unlimited money to go get a case, what are you going to get? Um... Honestly, mate, because I'm not a huge beer drinker, it's probably, and I'm, yeah, I don't know that people are going to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, but it'll probably just be like a case of fucking Carlton Dry. Oh, yeah. Or a Great Northern or something. That's all right. A nice lager. Yeah. Lager's on like, a... I'm not a beer, bro. You're not a beer drinker? Nah. Do you like, what, like ciders or? I like gin. Oh, right. You got any boutique gins that you recommend? Oh, mate, which I'm not really, dude. I mean, there's one called um, Hound. Hound? Yeah. Rightio. And, um, look, mate, you just have that and fucking tonic water and you're fucking rare to go, mate. That and smoke a quarter, did you say? Oh, I said tonic water, but yeah, smoke <laughs> a quarter. If that's how you want to do it, man, that's how I want to do it. Get them botanicals into you however you can. Yeah, man. I uh, I used to work with this guy who was an absolute gin wanker to the point where it just like fucking grinded my gears. Like, yeah, there's a specific way that you got to make a gin and tonic. And like, he was like, you know, when yeah, someone... Yeah. I can't drink it. Yeah. You know, when someone uses too many, too much hand gestures where it's like, hey, bro, you're not Italian. Settle down. He's yeah. Just, fucking this cunt. We just overuse these fucking hand gestures. And, yeah, he was just a fucking – he was a pain in the ass cunt. And he's just like, dude, I've made – like, I've worked at a bar, like, when I was 18. Like, I've worked at a bar overseas. I've worked at numerous bars, bro. And you know what's in a gin and tonic, dude? What's in the fucking sentence, bruh? Gin and fucking tonic. And he's just like, yeah. oh, you got to, it's all about how you fucking present the lime or the lemon in there. And he's fucking talking about hanging leaves off it and shit. And I was like, this is all a wank, dude. That's what this is. Like, presenting it in a stupid glass with a fucking leaf that's f- like a fucking lemongrass leaf. It's a fucking wank, cunt. Yeah, what are you doing? Same with like winos and shit. People who are really into wine are the worst. Yeah. You know, they're like, don't, you know, open the bottle, but keep the bottle at like a certain fucking degrees in your hand while you like curl your wrist and and pour it into the glass. But then wait, you got to wait like six minutes to get the fucking fumigated to air it. And it's like, can I just fucking drink it, man? Yeah. I don't care, bro. I'm, give me a goon, I don't give a fuck. 
Well, actually, the reason you do that is so the, the wine can breathe. And it's like, when did fucking grapes get lungs, cunt? Because we just stepped yeah, on them in a fucking grapes. barrel. Just let me get my mood. Yeah. Some, some dirty immigrant's foot stepped on this in a barrel, dude. And just made it in juice, <laughs> and someone stored it in a fucking wooden barrel. And now you're talking about Some letting it breathe? The European backpacker who's been trapped in <laughs> South Australia, Barossa Valley, for eight months trying to get an extended visa. <laughs> just been stepping on great. Come on, I don't care, dude. Give it to me. 100%, bro. Um, trying to wind down from the day. I don't care. Yeah, dude. Fuck, fuck me, dead cunt. <laughs> You know, I can't taste the difference between a Shiraz and a Merlot, dude. I'm fucking, I'm a dork, bruh. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm drinking for flavor, I'm not drinking alcohol. Yeah. I'm going to have a juice. Yeah, bro. Fucking give me a boost juice. Dude, how good is juice, man? Bruh. I used, to, I used to buy boost juice and, like, plan my hangover. Like, I'd, I'd go yeah. and buy two boost juices on a Saturday like when I'd buy all my alcohol and then I'd go and I'd sit those juices in my fridge and then, yeah, make sure I ate some food, start my pre-drinks, go out and get completely fucking rat-eyed and then wake up the next day and just crawl upstairs and just grab my boost juice and just go back down and slip back down into my bed. It's like, no one talk to me. And uh, yeah, like I, I, I felt like I was part of the Planned Parenthood program when I was doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this is living, Gary. That's what you're going to do, man. When you're, you're on top of the ball, when you're structuring out your fucking degeneracy. Yeah, when you, like, yeah, dude. You, like, it was like, for instance, you know when you'd go to a festival and you knew that you're going to be paying in pretty hard? You're like, well, for the come down, I'm going to, like... Dude, I would I would plan like certain shit for MDMA fields where I was like, I'm gonna buy a new pair of socks, dude. New pair of socks. I'd have a whole new outfit. New pair of socks, new pair of undies, new pair of tracksuit pants, nice clean t shirt and a fresh hood. Dude, coming home after that festival and sh- washing all that filth off you, and then getting into that comfortable clothing to then sit around with my friends and talk schmuck for the next fucking six hours was the best part of the day it was the yep. best part and of the festival dude what revolutionized it for me partying was finding the beauty of magnesium oh yeah making sure you didn't magnesium cramps. and like a muscle relaxants and shit take when you when you fucking double drop at the start of the night to kick off yeah what you know your third tablet's got to be a magnesium tablet <laughs> first of all Stops your jaw swinging on the night out, and also it keeps you rubbery, so that if you do fall down or do whatever you're doing because you're that cockeyed, you don't know what's going on, then it's all good, man. You've got all relaxed muscles. You're not tensed up. Dude, I'd have no idea that that stops the jaw swinging. It stops the jaw swinging. <laughs> That's a game. No, yeah, no more chewing your lid. Take a fucking magnesium tablet, man. This is what all the listeners out there get magnesium into you before a big night out. Fucking the game has been changed. It's changed a lot. That's why people tune in. They need some life revelations, and uh, you've mm-hmm. just provided us all with, all with one. And usually with the beer breakdown, I go into what hops 
is in there. I've only done one, like what kind of hops it is. But we're past that at the moment. So we're just going to keep the fucking, keep it rolling. What we will say is little creatures ain't too bad. Fucking drink it if you want, dude. I don't know. Take some magnesium <laughs> tablets. That's the most fucking important thing of this fucking breakdown, cunt. 100%. And I'm not a pale ale guy, and I'll tell you why. Because for some reason, I feel like I had a bad experience and pale ale was somehow involved in it. Because drinking, do you know when you drink or smell something and it takes you back to like a bad place and you're like, I don't know what it is, but I I have this feeling again and it's from something. And I know it was something in my early 20s where I was either in a place I didn't want to be or ended up in a place that I didn't want to be and pale ale was involved. And every time I... A pale ale, I go, oh, that's not nice. Yeah, your little, your little, the beer, your little pee hole, like your little pee hole goes like it was before, and yeah, it tenses up like when, <laughs> when it hears of other urethra trauma. Yeah, it might be, might but be. uh, look, it's a decent little beer, these ones. Not too first, you know what it did? It was like the first time, like drinking kombucha. Oh, yeah, when you're like, no. But maybe, oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're fucking drinking them every lunch break. Yeah, and it's just like you come home and you're like, babe, have you tried this flavour of kombucha? And she's like, no, what's it like? And it's like, dude, it's so good, I just bought a pair of Birkenstocks. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what's happened to me? This guy is talking absolute dribble. I'll be right back. I've got genital herpes. I've got genital herpes. I've got genital herpes. I try to be responsible. But now I take twice daily herpexia to reduce my chances of passing it on. Ask your doctor about using herpexia. Patients should always consult with a physician before using herpexia. Possible side effects include headache, diarrhea, permanent erectile dysfunction, thoughts of suicide, and nausea. I am doing all I can to slightly lessen the spread of genital herpes. And that's a good thing. Yeah, so moving on. (laughs) um, What school did you graduate from? Was it Arendelle College? Yeah. Did, um, did, like, what was, did you guys have muck up day or anything like that? No. Okay. Because, because the public colleges in the ACT are barely even like a school. You know, you sort of just like rock up if you want to sometimes. And like, none of them have a uniform. And, like, all the classes are all these different, like, places and shit, like. So it's just, and especially at Arendelle, it's, like, half, mostly sports kids and then just, like, sketchy Southsiders from around the area. <laughs> Couple so of Indian was, kids in there. Yeah, so there's no such thing as, like, school spirit. You know what I mean? Like, n- no one there really gave a fuck that they were at Arendelle, so it was, like, and people graduate at all different, like, times and stuff. So by the time the end of the year rolls around, you know, everyone's just like, no one really gives a fuck. And then 
one day you just got a certificate and that was the end. Yeah, fuck. That's so funny, hey. That's like I went to a school where that's like basically the complete opposite where you were built around having like school and house spirit. Like we had eight different houses that would compete against each other. It's like, you know how they had the fucking the wizard Dang. cup in, in Harry Potter? What was the fucking the cup? That the, anyway, the Hogwarts cup, I think it is. I don't know. We had one of those, but for our for our school. Oh, so, yeah. the fucking Edward Cullen was in. No, isn't Edward Cullen a vampire? Is Edward Cullen a vampire? Is that fucking Twilight? Or am I? Yeah, bro. He was at, he was at Hogwarts as well. Didn't you know that? They're, oh, from, the same, they're from the same world, bro. Well, he he is like six hundred eighty thousand years like old. Harry universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, vampires can't die, dude. Everyone knows that. Um, so, at one point, you may as well just go to school and get an education, learn how to play Quidditch. Am I right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I remember we had. Like, in year, like when I was in year seven and eight, there was some fucking wild muck-up days. So, basically, all of year 12 would graduate at the same time for our school. And on the last day or leading up to the graduation, it was like a muck-up day where, you know, the year 12s would just do some, some wild shit. So, I remember... When I think I was in year eight, some sheep got released into the school. So I don't know where the fuck these guys got the sheep from, but there was three of them. And um, so on one sheep, they like spray painted one. On the other sheep, they spray painted two. And on the other one, they spray painted four. So the teachers (laughs) were looking for this sheep that wasn't there for like half the day and they're like, we've covered all, all crowds. Like we don't know where this fucking horse, I mean, where this sheep is. And I loved like, I love pranks, dude. Like I think pranks are fucking still hilarious. There was these, these cunts, Nick and Tom, who were the year above me. And bro, they would do, they were, they were just a couple of original pranksters. <laughs> like they put like fishing wire at the top of stairs so cunts would just trip downstairs and just fall downstairs and eat shit. They had one where they, on their free period, they just went over to the shops across the road and bought a bunch of fish. So it was the last day of the third term and Nick got Tom up on his shoulders and he pushed the roof uh, the, or the ceiling open and he threw fish as far as he could down one end and then as far as he could down the other end so this is like the end of spring, getting into summer. We have like a two-week break where everyone's out of school. And then you come back and you walk through this specific corridor and it's like, what is that smell of fish? But they had told me that they were doing this. And like so every time I'd walk in there, I was like, this smells so fucking bad that it's just so funny <laughs> smelling like the dirty fish that these cunts stuck in there. Fucking public school, you probably had some dumb dogs do some silly things. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think especially when we were younger, we had a lot of stuff like that. I mean, um, I think most of it was uh, when I was a young, when I was a young fella, dude, I um, had a screwdriver because I was a kid with ADHD. Yeah, as every ADHD kid has is a screwdriver. 
yeah, so I have a screwdriver in my back. And in my year six classroom, um, every single day for a whole term, um, we have like these old school desks where the base underneath like crossed over and across. Yep. And they all had um like screws holding the desk part in. Yeah. And I would I would take out one screw a day from the classroom until one point at the end of the term, every desk in the school I mean every desk in my classroom, sorry, was like sliding off and falling apart because there were no screws in them. <laughs> you shit cut. That's so and I good. just and I just and no, and there was like an investigation. No one knew what was going on, and it was just that I would just come in at random time. I would just find times to come into the classroom when no one was there, whether it be like quickly just before everyone got there after recess or lunch or during lunch or even just sitting there when the class was sort of in free time and just underneath the desk, just putting a, you know, getting a screwdriver out and just stealing all the screws until one day we just like all the desks were like falling apart and there were no screws and we all had to sit down while the, all the um, year six teachers got everyone together um, for like a what was it called? Fucking SRS or some shit. I don't know. It's just some meeting for a year meeting. Oh yeah, I know what and, you're talking about. Yeah, like a big year meeting. And then, you know, they just, like, discussed it. And I remember just sitting there fucking with a straight face just thinking, like, nah, man, I'm the screwdriver. I'm the, the screw thief. And then I never got caught. Nothing came of it. Dude, that's that's the best. I love, like, the simple ones um, that are like that. I, there was a, I just fucked with people. Yeah, that just, it just fucks with people. <laughs> like, the, um, so at, at the school that I went to, if you did accredited, then it was pretty much just like your parents were paying for a really expensive daycare. And I remember everyone was sitting like their HSC and or ATAR, whatever the fuck it was. But they were sitting an important exam and one of the accredited boys <laughs> ran in completely butt naked wearing a balaclava, just ran into the same gymnasium where everyone would do their testing and they just ran in there and were just flipping tables and had like three teachers just trying to chase this cunt down, and he just ran from one end of the gymnasium to the other, just wreaking havoc, <laughs> just fucking sprinted out and got in a getaway car and just got out of there. It was the best. That's so good. That's so good when unexpected things like that happen. Oh, dude, imagine just trying to fucking do your exam, and the next minute that breaks out. And we are back. Sorry about those technical difficulties, son. Let's get into a bit of this. Stockton, motherfucker. Stockton. My, my slap of the week is just going to be a real broad one. Um, and it's every, every Triple J host from the past, I'll say, eight years. Just yeah, needs need, like I and that I, I say eight being safe because I, you know, I never really heard of Triple J to like when I was a young fella. I didn't give a fuck about Triple J. I heard and I hear like people be like, "Oh, it used to be good," 
But now it's full of these soy boy fucking wanker cuck cunts that are just like, yeah, and actually coming up next is a guy that um, I actually heard at a underground party in um, in one of Melbourne's streets. So uh, basically we had to get sent a text message to come to this party um, and I got sent the text message and he was he was there. He was like 18, 19, shredding on the decks and I, I just knew from that point that he would be, you know, a big a big like household name and uh this is dj buttersnack and dj but like they just man their shit just fucking grinds my gears about how they talk and ev- like i don't know if you've listened to them much but i like every year someone would have triple j playing at the fucking on australia day like triple j ruined my australia day for years and when oh, fuck when when people were like, oh, I can't believe they've changed the date and they're not doing it, I was like, good. You know what I mean? Like, I tell you yeah. what, I tell you what, Triple J introduced to the world that is cancer. The expression, what? it's a vibe. Yeah, I don't like when people say vibe. No, nah, it's I it's, like when people say vibe. I don't like when people listen to Triple J hack and then just say that as their opinion when the people who are on Triple J hack are like full-blown spastic cunts. And I also hate Tame and Parlor. So all of that <laughs> sort of is Triple J to me and people who like listen to Triple J. Like, first of all, if you listen to the radio, grow up. <laughs> grow grow yeah, the fuck up, dude. on Spotify and get yourself a fucking custom playlist for your own shit and then listen to it. Don't just listen to what music isn't quite good enough to be a mainstream success. Because that's all Triple J music is. It's music that's not quite good enough to be mainstream. (laughs) And then they're like, no, it's actually good. No, it's not, okay? Camp Cope is shit. Yeah. It's a bunch of trash beats made from cunts that take fucking horse tranquilizing ketamine on the weekends and complain when people have ivermectin as COVID relief. They're fucking, bro, the expression, it's it's a total vibe. It's like, no, dude, it's not a, it's not a total vibe. Some cunt fucking playing the fucking, playing saucepans with a fucking wooden spoon. For the for the drum beat isn't a vibe, dude. And just because you've fucking taken mushrooms at Byron one time, now you think you've got the license to call everything a vibe. Well, you fucking don't, dude. Yeah, I don't want to listen to a bunch of fucking twenty-year-old art students who half play fucking instruments do a fucking like a version of some Birds of Tokyo song from twenty twelve. <laughs> I mean, they listen to that shit. Oh, dude, it's just such a fucking. I just can't stand them, dude. I just, I don't know. It's every time, and the thing is, they all sound the like the exact same person. Like you could block out their name and about. Oh, that's fucking. And they've all got a weird. Oh, it's Jacko. Uh, fuck, I'm Jacko. This is Roscoe with O's. Like they've all got weird little fucking stupid nicknames. Like I feel like every radio host has to have one with a nickname. Yeah. yeah, and like, like a chick that says Ziggy, her name's like Ziggy or some shit, 
and like her only role was to go, oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and she's she's only there because she sucked off the producer when he was when they were fucking high on rack in a nightclub, and he's just like, "All right, I'll get you the job." Maybe this is a broad slap across his fucking chops to every cunt who's working in radio. Who you got, bruh? Who we slapping? Bruh, my soft and slap goes to fucking Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Dude, how good is it the guys from South Park ruined his whole career with his name? Yeah. I mean, I'm, his career still probably going well, but he, he definitely doesn't like it. Oh, dude, his career's going, his career's still going well, but the funny thing is, you mentioned Matt Damon and everyone just goes, Matt Damon! <laughs> like, yeah. it's the first thing that comes to the head. And maybe that's what he deserves, dude. My my reason I've got him is because did you hear about how he has like come out and say that he's retiring the F slur? Oh, dude, I I think I saw this as a clickbait thing, and I was just like, I'm not even cl- clicking this. Wait, is he talking about fuck? No, fag. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, like. Why why make a public announcement that you're taking that word out of your vocabulary? Because actors think that people give a fuck about what they're doing. But the thing about that is, is that, like, he had just been using it his whole life and just didn't give a shit about it. Literally until one of his daughters, like, did, like, um, some type of, like, presentation just some LGBTQI, um, like, alphabet people fucking um, conference or some shit where, um, you know, she'd been saying all this stuff like that and then talked about the wo- damaging words. And, like, her dad, Matt Damon, who's been working in Hollywood, you know, one of the gayest things in the world for, like, years, has, like, come out and be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to retire the word faggot. And that's how progressive I am. And, like, everyone's just been like, hey, dude, it's 2021, man. You should have stopped that 20 years ago. Yeah, like... And we all come out thinking that everyone's going to be, like, stunning and brave. Stunning and brave, Matt Damon. Because you're taking it upon yourself to end the oppression of the gay people by you not calling them a fucking fag. Yeah, like, congratulations, Matt Damon, for doing something that you should be already doing. Like, Yeah, what, 100%. What, and next? it's the most white man shit to be like, hey, applaud me for something I should already be doing. Yeah, yeah dude, like... Applaud me for something that takes no talent. Like, what's Matt Damon's next game plan? He's like, "Hey guys, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop using the at the end slur. I feel like that's a bad word. I feel like it's derogatory to people of color, and I won't be saying that." Like, yeah, dude, I'll fucking get with the times, cunt. You should have been cutting that out fucking ages ago. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That fu- like, fuck Matt Damon. Like this is a pointless, like, him telling that to the world 
does like should not move the needle on anyone's radar whatsoever. Yeah, no. But um, yeah, but he came out and all that type of stuff, and you know, justifiably, but the the internet was just like, hey man, keep that to yourself. The fact that you've maybe been openly using it <laughs> for the past. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows what like, kind of fucking idiot he is that like it took yeah. his daughter to be like, Daddy, that's a bad word and he's like, Oh, that is a bad word. Oh, I never thought about the consequences of using that word before. Yeah. Like I'm not calling him gay, man. I'm just calling him a fag. I'm just saying Different. shit's faggy and it's like, No, Dad. Well, because his his excuse was the same excuse that we all have, is that Growing up, I know it was for me personally, like, it never meant gay person. No, not at all. It was like, you know, you someone you know was just being a faggot. Dude, that's how you get your friends to do things that they didn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially going to an all-boys school. It's like, what are you? Go on, do it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that, was all, that was all the heckling that I needed. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, what are you, a fag? Mm. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's a pathway and Then flick him on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you, a fag? Suck his dick then. Yeah. Hand job's still a job, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mate. That's how I would stop and slap if I could. Yeah. All right, so moving on then, mate. There's some sick cunts out in the world who we would love to have a sesh with, get on the piss with, maybe, in your case, smoke bulk cones with. I don't really know, but I'm sure you do know. So let's get into a bit of this one. That's a Taylor Coftry. Size cone there, that one for you, mate. Sounds like he ripped it well. Thank um, you. <laughs> hey, it was the least Good that I could practice. do. But I, I, we were talking about music festivals earlier and it made me think of, like I've been to a few big ones where there's um, like thousands of people, maybe like 35,000 people at the main stage just raging, going crazy. And... I love all kinds of music, hip-hop, dance music. and But when I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of kind of rock music. And I think that ACDC are 100% some people that I'd love to have in the Sesh Hall of Fame and who I would get on the Sesh with. And Thunderstruck in particular came on the other day just randomly throughout my, uh, throughout my phone. It just had me thinking of just like when they performed at the – I think it was like – in 1991, I think it was called the Legends of Rock. Don't don't quote me. There was 1.8 million people at that concert, dude, and it just made me think like how fucking hectic it would be just to be there when Angus Young just fired up the old fucking. But when it drops, like, when it drops after that, like, 30-second mark, where it's like, thunder, just 
Bro, being in that crowd would just be fucking wild. And like all those old school rock and roll dudes that just have some fucking wild parties. Yeah. So it's not the most in-depth reason for why I'd get on with it. But I think if you could just time travel and be a part of like a party crew where you just, you're with them, you get to get all access, do whatever the fuck you want. Those kinds would be some fucking legends to go and get on the source with. That's it. Yeah. That's my story. <laughs> yeah, man. That's fucking sick, dude. There's just, there's so many because you think about like all of those like old hair metal bands and shit like that in like the 80s and 70s and even like the early 90s, I guess. Like, those, how old most of them even survived dude. is nuts. And it's not surprising that they all die in like their 50s. No, not at all. You know, like you expect that. And they've lived a greater life than people could even imagine. Have you, there's a book called um, The Heroin Diaries with Nikki, which is, it's like a dog, yeah. Nikki Six from Motley Crue. Yeah. Have you read or heard of that book? I've heard of it. Dude, it's fucking hectic i've read like i've only read half of it because you know having add i don't read full books dude i read half yeah. of them and i shouldn't rest <laughs> and dude like they fucking like motley crew were just fucking a bunch of animals but i think like the one of the managers like has a quote at the start of the book that says something loosely along the lines of like i managed kiss i managed the red hot chili peppers i've managed more major rock bands than any manager basically ever. And the guys from Motley Crue were on a different level. And Nicky Six is just in a league of his own in the shit that that cunt would get up to. And they had this thing called the Blowjob Tour where they travelled around America and they weren't allowed to shower throughout the duration of the tour and they had to see how many blowjobs they could get, and whoever got the most amount won. <laughs> I was like, you fucking dirty, dirty fucking animals. Dude, I sometimes think that humans are only as much ape as we allow ourselves to be. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, because we're from apes. But I always say, like, we are just, we are only as crazy as we're allowed to be. And when you're allowed to be just nuts, dude, like in terms of like fame and money and being able to do all that wild shit, there is no limit, bro. Oh, there is no limit. Yeah, you're exactly right. There needs to be checks and balances. And once you get a certain amount of money and fame, you can throw those checks and balances out the fucking window, dude. Yeah. The checks and balances are just like opportunity. Yeah. They're gone. Is that, yeah. Dude. So it's like they all could have just been regular dudes at regular jobs who never got to be able to do that type of shit. Yeah. But if you're in that position and you're able to do that shit, then that's how you get things like the blowjob tour existing. Like kings. I took a mouthful of beer right as you said that. That's bad timing. Do you have a stocker? Uh, do you have a uh, an inductee into the Sesh Hall of Fame? Someone you'd like to get on the source? 
or someone you'd like to go on a bender with or have a big old smoke out with? Um, I was, uh, cause I've been listening to some of your episodes, right? And, um, so there was one of them where you did, you did the Johns boys in Newcastle in 97. Yeah. One of the all time, uh, one of the all time benders. All time. You can also add Daniel Johns into that lead singer of Silverchair who was also kidnapped. <laughs> in that fucking... How funny is that, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, that was fun. That's is there any the relation fun. to the, with those guys, or is it just like Joey was just like, "Hey, bro, we got the same last name. Have fucking party just, with us." Just being a sick cunt in Newcastle in the late nineties, bro. Yeah, whose last name was John? So they're just like, "Come yeah. on." <laughs> so mine, my, my, that got me thinking along the same lines, a little bit back in time. And uh, one, of, one of the all-time partiers of the AFL, I'm talking about, of course, none other than Benny Cousins, right. circa 2006. Oh. Premiership winning, Brownlow medalist, ice addict, <laughs> Ben Cousins, bro. Dude. One of the most handsome Chicks loved him. Dudes wanted to be him. Just fucking cracking ice, training hard with the boys. Got the best out of his body. Lifts the Premiership Cup on two thousand in two thousand and six. Bro, I tell you what, I can't did not come home until January two thousand and seven. I would have done whatever it took to go on that Premiership winning bender with Ben Cousins and the West Coast boys oh when the whole team stealing ice out of fucking Subiaco Oval. When, yeah. cunts, when, when fucking people within the club were punching each other because they routed each other out to the bikies of where the rest of the fucking stuff was, you know? That was a wild time in history, and I think it would have been great, man. Just the mid-2000s, the vibe, 2006, so much peroxide, spiky hair, and Oakley glasses. <laughs> fucking Simple Plan was playing on the radio. Fucking Wolf Mother was fucking one of the biggest bands in the world. You know what I'm saying? The West Coke like, Eagles. Yeah, no Facebook, man, no social media. No camera phones, dude. Imagine the shenanigans you get up to in a nightclub knowing that no cunt can film you on a night on a fucking iPhone. Yeah, and you're in Perth, man. You're Betty Cousins. You're a footy player. Like, you're fucking, you own the state. You're the mayor. Yeah. He's the mayor of Perth. Perth should just, out of respect, change its name to Ben Cousins. Instead of WA, it should be BC, baby. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude, and that's who I would have loved to have gotten on the sesh with. That that would be a that would be one of the all time sessions, but that would be one that I'd have to bail out of after a few days and just be like, "You boys, just go on without me. I'm fucking done." There, did um, you hear that sixty minutes interview that he did, dude. I was just about to bring this up where he, if it's the same one that I think I've seen, where he's just like, they're like, "What drove you?" and he's just like, "What drove me was I knew that the harder I trained and the better I played, the more I could party." 
And the yeah. only thing I love more than winning prams, kicking goals, fucking some hot puss is just partying and getting on it. So I knew that if I fucking abused myself and pushed myself to the physical limits in training and won those games of football, then I could have the best bender afterwards. And I was like, you are. And, and he, speaking about his benders, he'd be like, and I just wouldn't stop, mate. Like, I'd just get to day two and I'd go, well, I got this far. I'm not going to let it go to waste. And then you say, well, you get more bags. Day three and is always just, better than day two. Day, yep, day three is always better than day two. Day four is always better than day three. And day five is always better than day four. And you just the next thing you know, you're seven days in, you go, well, I've come this far. <laughs> We're getting some more, boys. Yeah, I fucking hit my meth pipe and fucking go out there and kick fucking 17 goals and have 146 disposals and 22 tackles, dude, because I'm Betty Cousins, bruh. Yeah. And that's the thing too, man, is that like if you can smoke ice and bend it that hard and maintain a spot in an elite sports team and not only just maintain your spot, but I mean become one of the most elite footballers to ever play the game, bruh. Yeah. Why aren't you just allowed to do that? And and these meth heads that are sitting outside an Aldi with a cardboard fucking sign saying that they want money for food, they need to look at the Lord and Saviour Ben Cousins as an inspiration and be like, you know what, dude, maybe I should just get my life back together, excel at something in my career, and then just treat work like an obsession and to know that the better I perform, the harder I can party. I need to take a leaf out of Benny Cousins' book. The king, bro. Yeah, so that's, that's who I would choose. Mate, that is legendary. I think we might leave it there, bro, because this has been a uh, man. It's been fucking awesome to have you on. Um, we've been wanting to do a podcast in person for fucking ages. So um, when COVID strikes, the uh, next best alternative is giving someone a fucking call and trying to do it that way. Um, I know the comedy festival is coming up, or has that been fucked by COVID as well? Yeah, she's been fucking cooked up by COVID, mate. Fucking stuff. Well, th- that was us last but, year, cunt. We got fucking stitched up, and now you've been stitched up again. Yep, it's been uh, fast-forwarded to... Um, fast-forwarded. It's been moved to um, March next year. Okay. Um, any particular date or are tickets just still available and we're tentatively going for yeah. March? If you've got tickets, then just keep them. Um, but then other than that, I don't have any more details. All right. But we can get tickets at the CanberraComedyFestival.com.au looking for Taylor Coftry. The show is called Figure It Out. Um, if you can't figure that out, go get a fucking handicapped disabled fucking permit for your car, you bunch of derricks. Um, mate, thank you again for coming on. You're a fucking sick cunt, dude. I uh, had a lot of fun chatting with you. I can't wait to come and fucking get on the source with you again. Um, yeah, mate. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. All right, see you, Buzz. Bye. Thank you for tuning in once again, guys. I really appreciate the support. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast so we can keep this momentum going, be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Bradley Bishop. Be sure to give Taylor Coftry a follow on Instagram as well. Coftry is spelled C-O-U-G-H-T-R-I-E. 
Be sure to give him a follow. He's one of the best comedians coming out of Canberra. Um, guys, thank you again. You're a fucking sick cunt, dude. If you've listened to it this far, if you listen to any other episodes, you're a fucking sick cunt. I appreciate it. I appreciate the feedback as well. Some people are hitting me up on Instagram telling them that the episode has made their dick throb with morale, um, which is always good to hear. <laughs> um, so anything that you guys want to want to send through to me, please feel free to reach out. Um, like I said, underscore Bradley Bishop on Instagram is the best place to catch me. Aside from that, go in peace to love and serve the Lord and fucking chill to the next episode. Smoke weed every day.